I'm shook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to everyone's favorite Hollywood podcast. It's Holly Shook. I'm Ryan, and as always, I am joined by the potentially hungover. I don't know. <laughs> he never admits when he's hungover. I don't know. Yes, you do sometimes. It's Armin. Hey, girly. Right. I will admit I was hungover when I Uh woke up at seven in the morning. For our listeners, this is the rare Saturday morning podcast. Uh I woke up at, actually, I want to say six. Why? (laughs) Partially to prepare for this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um. But also to make myself an egg, uh, to have a coffee, to have a little OJ and sparkling water. So I am cured of my hangover. I did not intend to drink so much last night, but everywhere I went, they were offering me free drinks. So I had to take it. I mean, you can't say no to a free glass of champagne and then a free glass of red wine and then free fernet. Before that, right. a free cocktail. What What am I going to do? Say no? No, never in a million years. I mean, I got off work last night at like 1 a.m. And my coworkers were up across the street. And I said, you know what? I'll get one drink with them. But we know the manager. And so I was ordering. And the manager walked up and goes, buy us a sh- I'll buy us a shot. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing a shot. And then I got a high noon and then I like to put a shot in my high noon because I'm disgusting and white trash. (laughs) And then she bought me that shot as well. And then I was kind of like you said, it's like, well, I want to like leave a tip. So I need to buy something. So then I had to buy a second round, but I only had the two shots and the one high noon. So I wasn't bad. And I, I was, I was a good boy. I was in bed by two, which is seems late for normal people. But when you work till one, that's pretty early actually for me. Oh yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) <laughs> I think we sound so undisciplined, by the way. We're like, we yeah. go to a place and they offer us free drinks. We have to say yes. No, you can say no. But no, we said uh, yes. I have to say the first time, time, the first time it happened, it was because we were the first customers back at Checker Hall. If y'all live in Los Angeles, visit Checker Hall. It's uh, back for the first time since March 2020, since the pandemic. Uh, and... It was great. We walked in. We were the first customers, and they said the first round's on us. <laughs> so they should have taken your picture. You know how some oh, places yeah. put, like their first their first dollar bill. You know they like frame it. <laughs> they should have taken a picture of you guys, our first post pandemic customers, and you'll be behind the cashier. I'll go back and find Rebecca, the bartender, and take a selfie with her. Yes, thank you. It's <laughs> it's history. Um, uh, and speaking of history, we're living in a historic moment for one of history's biggest pop stars. I had a better segue for that, Rye. Can I tell you what my segue would have been? Rewind, rewind, rewind. (laughs) Rewind, rewind. My segue would have been, you know what else is history? Jamie Uh, Spears as Britney's conservator. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. That's better, isn't it? Yeah, that was way better. Sorry. You can edit that out. I don't know how to edit things. You can edit me out. Oh, no. We're keeping that in. We're keeping that horrible segue of yours. Just edit me out of the whole podcast, Armin. Okay? You just do a solo fucking podcast then. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think I could pull off the monologue podcast. I, I need you here, Rai. I need you. Even with your horrible segues. Thank you. Actually, yours are usually much better than mine. That was a rare fail on my end. Sorry. And you know what else was a rare fail? 
Okay, we're not going to do this the whole day. (laughs) Okay, I'm sure everyone has heard. If you're listening to this podcast, you know this news, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, Britney Spears finally got a win in her conservatorship trials and tribulations. Um, We know for years she's been trying to not only remove her father as the conservator, but to terminate her conservatorship. The latter hasn't happened yet. But there is going to be a hearing on November 12th on whether or not Britney's conservatorship will be terminated. But for now, her dad, Jamie Spears, has been suspended as the conservator. Uh, The judge appointed someone named John Zabel as her conservator in the meantime. And apparently he's an accountant and he was chosen by Britney Spears and her attorney. So that seems like a good thing. At the very least, she made the choice to have this person, so there must be some level of trust there. Yeah. Right. instant reaction. Uh, Brittany is free, almost. Not quite, but on the road to freedom. Uh, what's your reaction? I mean, you can't have any reaction other than happiness and hopefulness for her, and it does make me feel good that she at least chose the person or had, you know, I don't know if maybe she, I doubt she was like, this is my first choice, but like, at least she had some type of say in it to the point where it's going to be at least a little bit more. Yeah. Like trustworthy um, than her freaking stupid dad. But yeah, I'm really excited for her. I mean, she is going through it. She is finally getting her voice heard for the first time in a long time. I know that, you know, when she got to speak at the trial, that was like a big moment. So just like giving her like, it sounds so stupid, like just giving her little moments to actually voice her opinion. But like, that's the reality of it. Basic civil liberties. Right. But I, um, yeah, it makes me really happy for her. I, you know, our judicial system is a mess, so it's going to take forever for this whole thing to get sorted out. But just like little steps like this, I think probably gives her a lot of hope, gives her loved ones who actually care for her a lot of hope. And it gives her fans who grew up with her a lot of hope as well. So I think it's a bright spot in a dark, dark story. It's wild how much of an impact her fans had on her conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Because right, as much as we you know joked about the free Britney protesters, we cracked a few. We cracked a few. But I think without them and their bringing attention to this issue, I don't think there's as much movement on Britney's side. I don't think that she's able to get this win. Possibly, I mean, for years it was not even at a stalemate. I would say Jamie Spears had total control. Right. She really yeah. couldn't make any sort of progress on ending the conservatorship. The Free Britney movement starts. There's literal protests in the streets. We get a few documentaries and the whole process just fast tracks from there. Well, it's like, honestly, as I guess not even stupid as it sounds, but like the truth of it is representation matters, but like the more people talk about things, the harder it is for people to ignore it, you know? So whether it be 
the Free Britney protesters or the stupid podcast girls that should have been us in the documentary. Like, the more exposure it gets, the more people learn about it, the more people who might know how to help could learn about it or get involved. And then, like, putting pressure on, like, the judge or, like, whoever's in charge of the conservatorship, which, as we know, I still don't fully understand the whole concept of what we're talking about. But that's the beauty of not being in a conservatorship is I can say whatever the fuck I want, whether I know about it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, exposure helps. They applied so, pressure. They organized and applied pressure and won. And they won. I mean, it's like, this is not the same, but it was a big story also. Not, we could, we could maybe call it celebrity, but the Gabby Petito, Petito, Gabby Petito. Is this the girl the U- who was murdered by her yeah. boyfriend, allegedly. Right. Like, there was so much coverage on that and so many people talking about it that they were able to, like, find her body, like, pretty quickly. Whereas, like, all these other people who go missing and are murdered and, like, thrown in the woods aren't covered as much and usually aren't found. And that's a whole other problem in itself. But, like... You know, there's so many other people probably in conservatorships who aren't celebrities, who aren't, you know, getting all this coverage, who aren't getting the help. So, you know, as shitty of the situation as it is, like her fame and her like notoriety definitely helped out in this case, obviously, because you can't ignore what's happening to one of the biggest pop stars of our time. Yeah. And as uh, the New York Times documentary outlined, boo. We should have been, not in that documentary, but we should have been in the Netflix college admission scandal documentary. We covered that <laughs> scandal so much. I don't know how we weren't tapped. Where the reason Olivia Jade is on Dancing with the Stars, I would just like to say that. How is she doing, by the way? Are you tracking that? Why would I ever know anything about Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> Did, didn't we say that we would track it, though? Probably. Yeah. I say a lot of stuff, and I don't really do any of it, so... <laughs> I just have no interest. I'll I'll follow up to see where she places in the competition, though. I do have a friend who watches, and she said that Olivia Jade's surprising everyone and actually doing really well. Okay, um, good for her. This is a complex story. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, back to what I was going to say about the New York Times documentary. They were putting it out there that uh, the Britney conservatorship was trying to set a template for other conservatorships to be set for like other stars. Right. If you remember, because one of the attorneys, it wasn't Jamie, but it was one of the conservatorships attorneys. He said that this could be a model that is replicated for other pop stars that aren't agreeable. (laughs) AKA pop stars that aren't doing what we want. Exactly what people want them to do. Which is maximize their earning potential. So And shut up about anything else. So while like Britney's fame and fortune definitely, I think, helped her ultimately get out of this conservatorship, mm-hmm. it's what put her in there. True. True. It's true, true. exactly what put her in there. And and that leads me to the latest news, by the way, that there is conservatorship reform already signed into law in California. Gavin Newsom signed a bill that will give more control to conservatees over their legal representation, fine 
a conservator up to $50,000 if the courts find that the conservator did not act in the best interest of their client. That seems like a small penalty. Yeah, like if you're Britney Spears' conservator, like $50,000 is like, okay, here, like yeah. go away. Yeah. I'm funneling millions into myself. I can afford a $50,000 penalty. Yeah, it's pocket um, change. And apparently it targets uh, conservators overseeing estates valued at more than $1 million, if I'm not mistaken. They, they'd have to register as professionals and receive training before being a conservator. So there's different elements to this bill. Assemblymember uh, Evan Lowe said this bill saw unanimous support throughout the process because we know there are systemic failures when it comes to conservatorships in California. This Britney saga has actually <laughs> led to legislative reform in California and possibly the country. Um, there was a uh, ACLU attorney that was actually giving testimony to the Senate Committee on the Judiciary about conservatorships. Britney Spears is going to be our first female president. I just like cannot <laughs> believe that. I'm so excited for her political run in 2024. Yeah, 2021. I'm still, though, holding my breath because I want the conservatorship to end before we celebrate. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's not just quite over. I love that she's making political changes like without even really trying to. <laughs> the power that she has. That... <laughs> her mere existence. Her mere existence has made political change, which like we love that for her. She's like, oops, I did it again. <laughs> Changed the politics. <laughs> She also got engaged. In addition to changing politics, to changing the law, she got engaged to Sam Asgari, her uh, longtime boyfriend. So that's big news for Britney. Things are just looking up for Britney all around. I know. I'm like so happy for her. And once again, yes, we're not going to fully celebrate until she's given control of her own life again fully. Yep. But baby steps at this point. We'll take the little, we'll take the small victories. I'm an advocate for celebrating small victories, so I'm excited for her. And I don't know. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. We will get there, personally. <laughs> Did you see that um, dance class instructor? The fitness instructor guy? Yeah. Yes. I did. I was like, okay, buddy, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I, love, I love how excited he gets and then all of his dance moves. Or like elbow to the right and yeah. like elbow Jamie Spears in the jaw and then like yeah. <laughs> high knee kick into like I don't know Jamie Spears' stomach. Into I don't know every- Jamie Spears' crotch. <laughs> and we're like, okay, what? Like this just got really violent. Like I came for like a fun dance fitness class. And the back and of like, dancers yeah. are <laughs> cracking up. They just can't even like do the moves. They they can't believe what's happening. I loved it so much. Uh, oh, so funny. Do you think he actually found out by the way in that moment or was it staged? You know what? I I it's hard these within this day and age. Um it's hard to know what's real and what's staged. I am I don't know what the right word is. Either naive or hopeful. Maybe I'm a hopeless romantic that <laughs> I like to believe people are being genuine on the internet and things are happening naturally. And if you record something that is supposed to be an actual reaction, that it's real. 
So I like to believe that it was real. Um, You're a hopeless romantic for dance class uh, for instructor dance authenticity. Class fitness yep. instructors, yes. <laughs> Which dance class fitness instructors just in general, unclear on why, but I hope that he was being genuine about it. <laughs> uh, one more uh, thing on the uh, Britney story. Did you hear that New York Times report that Jamie Spears may have hired a security firm to plant listening devices in Britney's home, including in her bedroom. Talk about a... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a violation of her civil liberties. Totally illegal. Yeah. And we'll see if that proves to be true. And if it is true, if there will be accountability, because that right now is unclear, according to legal analysts, because conservators are given such a broad sort of set of powers to yeah. do what they need to do supposedly um to ensure their you know clients well-being but does that include planting listening devices um it shouldn't obviously so it's unclear at this point but that is another insane wrinkle to this whole story which has just been insane from you know start to finish i mean last month uh there was the news report i mean i think britney actually talked about it how her father was you know literally like controlling her reproductive rights she wanted right. to have more children he was not allowing it forcing her on birth control that she didn't want to be on so so, so this just keeps getting crazier yeah he's just like a total creep like you should not be that involved in your daughter's like private life i feel as a father myself um <laughs> I just find it to be creepy and weird. And like, if like a, a listening device in the bedroom, like that's fucking weird and creepy and illegal, illegal. Like <clears throat> if it was in, if he was listening to my room, <laughs> it would be a lot of him hearing me listen to TikToks at two in the morning and, and so, watching selling sunset and uh, watching selling sunset. Where is season four? Where is season four? Um, I need the Chris and Jason update. Yeah, they also advertise season four coming like literally at the beginning of summer and they're like, it's almost here. I'm like, well, when? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I hate Jamie Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears, you're next. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Um, Is there okay. anything about this sister, by the way? Because I see some of that online. I just always... I, I haven't like, followed that thread. She's just like remaining silent from what i understand so people but then she'll like every so often like tweet something like this is shout out to my sis or like something stupid and everyone's like you're literally doing shit like fuck off mm -hmm. um so people think she may like, have enabled the father right yes essentially or like is reaping some type of benefit from it but like to the point where she like won't really like like she won't like support nor deny it type thing um so she's next watch your back jamie lynn spears staying silent is complicity especially when it's your fucking sister i mean come on yeah yeah as erica jane said that's not a threat that's a promise <laughs> um you know what is a threat <laughs> no you segue you do the segue <laughs> you know what is a promise you know what is know. a promise that the most insane thing you've ever seen on Twitter happened last week. Um, yes. <laughs> it was the testicle tweet heard around the world as Armin has titled it. Um, so Nicki Minaj 
apparently anti-vaxxer. Not completely surprised. I don't think she's an anti-vaxxer, to be fair. She said she would get vaccinated, but she she loves her vax misinformation, that's for sure. (laughs) It's so funny because... I have a couple people I know who who um, have not gotten the vaccine yet, and then in the past like two weeks, have gotten like their first dose. And I'm just like, and I ask them, I'm like, so what made you like decide after all this time? And I'm all for you know, like if you wanted to wait like a couple months, like I'm not saying like go get it the first day. Like if you didn't, if you didn't see how we all safe, react to it, yeah, if you didn't feel safe, whatever. I'm not like judging that, but <laughs> the answers that I was getting essentially were like, well. I just figured at this point it's easier to get it than to not like it's the world we live in. Like, I'm not going to like, if I have to get a job or want to go somewhere, I don't want to not be allowed to. And I'm like, okay. Like, so you would like, it was never about like the safety or the scared. It was like, you just like being a fucking idiot about it. Anyway, essentially like we'll get back to the original tweet, but, um, Nicki Minaj, like you said, was like, eventually I will get vaccinated because I want to go on my world tour and like, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you like aren't actually like afraid of its safety. You just like are being stubborn until like you can't do something you want to do because you don't get it. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's annoying to me. Anyway, um, she went on like a freaking rampage. She has two, 22.7 million followers on Twitter first off, which... It's insane. Um, and she famously did not go to the Met Gala, and um, the Met Gala was requiring COVID-19 vaccination. So her tweets were, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not the loose one, which like, What? What type of masks have you been wearing? Well, good advice, though. Good advice. I mean, wasn't um, Lana Del Rey wearing these masks that weren't really masks? They had they holes. They were like mesh. Yeah. yeah, mesh masks. It was like fashion masks. And I was like, wait. Um, no, good advice. But also, good I'm advice. like, I, <laughs> it's a little late into the pandemic to like just now be learning what type of mask is safe. Like, Nikki's like, I'm going to really teach people like, okay, girl. Hey, there's always Uh, people to reach, right? There's always people to reach. And like you said, you can't be mad at people for being hesitant. I'm not because I think the messaging has not been excellent. Um, Right. I mean, maybe I'm just a blind follower, like whatever, call me what you want. I like literally was like the first day. I'm like, just give it to me. Like I need to go to a bar, like a fucking maniac. But I think, I think people can be, reach and i think people have valid questions that can be answered um there's no doubt about it um nikki minaj not the person to answer the questions though and i don't think she really purports to be um but she became the person who has the one anecdote we all know that person right we know we know know what's coming next um it it doesn't even have to be about vaccines by the way it it could be about anything you know like literal any sort of like life view oh yeah my cousin's buddy had this one experience so now like i forever will never do this and it happens all the time about with the cousin her follow-up tweet was my cousin in trinidad trinidad 
My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Girl, what? Impotent, by the way. (laughs) Oh, impotent. (laughs) Okay, shut the fuck up. I've never seen that word like literally written ever in my life. <laughs> never <laughs> seen the word impotent That's written not, out. Like, how often do you use the word impotent? Eh, not often, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think I've read the word. I don't know. Impotent. You like you give me you give me these fucking stories, trying to make me look stupid. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I wasn't expecting you to mispronounce Im- impotent as impotent. <laughs> I like it's that though. Impotent. <laughs> impotent okay it makes Whatever. sense impotent. though he lacked he lacked potency in that area <laughs> i don't even know what it means i like what? i hate it i yeah, don't do. know what impotent means anyway so his freaking cousin's friend's balls got really big and then the wife called off the wedding i'm like girl i don't think it was because of that like she probably saw one sliver of it like chance to get out and was like it's over like she probably wanted to not marry this dude for like a long time um Anyway, so that was the best tweet ever possible, even if I didn't know how to read it. And um, <laughs> my favorite one is that um, Tucker Carlson <laughs> like talked about it on his show, and he was asking for the cousin's friend to please come forward. If Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend is watching or his former fiance is watching, we want to hear your story. We'll come to Port of Spain to see you. Let us know. Like, sir, the dude in Trinidad whose balls are huge isn't like watching Tucker Carlson and like just waiting for an invite. Like, some people are so fucking stupid. Um, I would love someone to just pretend to be Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. I know. I'm about to call and be like, I can be on TV. Like, it's me. And get Tucker Carlson to fly out to Trinidad and Tobago to interview. Exclusive Fox News interview with Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend with the swollen testicles. Unbelievable. It's really just like the guy who owns the local like grocery store. He's like, yeah, I, I'm his cousin's friend. Like, Good, no good marketing. Good marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, my balls may be huge, but my deals are hard to beat. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God. Um, anyway, so it was truly insane. If you're on Twitter and stuff, like the memes about this tweet were just absolutely freaking hilarious. I was cackling, cackling, cackling. I also love when something goes like kind of viral on Twitter, but you you don't know the um, source content before you start seeing the memes. And so yeah. I was seeing like, I was seeing a couple memes about like huge balls basically. And I was like, what the heck is going on in here? And then I didn't see the Nicki Minaj tweet until after I saw a few of the memes. And then I was like, Oh, this is really fucking stupid. I love it. I love the reverse Um, engineering of a meme that happens to me all the time because I guess I don't follow the right people to like ever get the origin of a meme. So I'm always reverse engineering it. And that happened to me too. Why is yes, everyone talking about like, swollen testicles? I have to search like really embarrassing phrases in Twitter. Like <laughs> I like had to search like swollen testicles. Like, I don't know. And then something <laughs> comes up like, that you didn't want to see, but then it's the Nicki Minaj tweet. Yeah. Or like someone sees me typing that in and they're like, what? <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So she kind of started like a whole freaking like thing. 
Like Tucker Carlson was talking about it. Um, I don't know. It's just misinformation. Like obviously (laughs) my balls have been fine. Um, I don't know about yours, but I don't think that it's like a common side effect of the vaccine. So I'm like, maybe he just like had a illness. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. There's no way his swollen testicles, by the way, is this person even real? I mean, (laughs) right. This is the cousin's friends. Right. I just love that. It's, it's like, like five degrees of separation. I mean, come on. Right. This person may not even actually exist. Her cousin just, you know, picks up the phone. Yeah, I heard my, I heard, uh, you know, some guy, some guy becomes the friend. Yeah, I heard some guy, uh, his, his balls got really swollen from the vaccine and, and now he's not getting married because uh, fiance is not into big balls. That turns into this. But the difference, yeah. the difference between the anecdote that we've all heard, like, I don't even know, like, oh, yeah. I don't drink coffee because I once heard that it like shortens your lifespan. I don't know, like whatever, something, someone tells right. you something, you know, and then it turns into a whole thing. And then somehow Nicki Minaj finds out about it. And then it's at 2.2. This happens every week. This happens every week. No, what I was going to say was, is that that sticks within your friend group. Everyone has a good little laugh about it and it's over. But Nicki Minaj tweets it out to 23 million people. And then it yeah. becomes a global news story. The White right. House is responding to her tweet. The White House offers to consult Nicki Minaj on the vaccine, offering up their in-house doctors to yeah. talk to her about the vaccine and answer any questions, help her do the research. Trinidad and Tobago's health minister had to answer to this. And apparently he was trying to track down this person and <laughs> learn more about this issue. And right. he said his name is Terrence. They all sing. And he said, unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. Bad. So the to me, the worst part about it isn't the misinformation. I don't think she's going to sway anyone one way or another. Right. You know what I mean? People have, I really don't think so. People have their positions and I don't think they're necessarily fully entrenched, right? I think people can right. be swayed. Um, I don't think Nicki Minaj is going to create like a, a cult of anti-vax people, you know, well, you on the merit. <laughs> you just said five minutes ago that there's still people to reach. Like that if she yeah. says wear the right mask, people would start wearing the right mask. So why would people hear her say, don't get the vaccine because you're going to get huge testicles and people be like, well, I don't want that. I don't think Nicki Minaj is going to entrench anyone in an anti-vax position, especially on the merit of your testicles will get larger. You know, like there she are said, some people, there are some people I'm sure in bumfuck wherever who like saw this tweet and were like, well, I don't want my testicles getting all like that. And then they're just like, right. The, to- right. The person you're describing is not a Nicki Minaj acolyte. Okay. But he's probably, they're probably on Tucker Carlson's TV show and heard about it. So I'm just saying like, you can't, you can't sit here and tell me that one person didn't see this tweet and say, well, that's it. That's the nail in the coffin for me. Forget the one person. The person you're describing who watches Tucker Carlson was against the vaccine because of tens of tens of hours of watching Tucker Carlson, not because of the human. No, I know. But I'm saying like, I'm saying there's probably people who like will use this as another example of like, 
I'm not saying someone who was like about like on their way to the fucking vaccination site and then saw the tweet and they're like, oh no 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 never mind. It, they added to like, their like, tool belt. They're they're, they're they tools. Of- they're like, well, <laughs> it can give you big balls. That's another reason why I'm not gonna get it. I'm like, dude, no one is has seen your balls in ten years. Like you're good. <laughs> you know, I still believe though they could be moved in the right direction. I don't think Nicki Minaj made one person to not get the vaccine ever. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's one person that she she convinced to never, ever get it. They will never change their mind because of right. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. So I don't think it was disastrous on that front. I really don't. I really don't. I don't think so either. I just think it's like <laughs> funny. It's, the whole thing's stupid and funny. But you but know what I, is stupid is that she wasted so many people's time. You know, yeah. and people who have tough, important jobs like the health minister of Trinidad and Tobago dealing with a global pandemic, dealing with a major public health crisis. And the fact that this dude had to spend a whole day tracking down Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, who, again, I don't think exists. It's just such a waste of time. The fact that the White House doctor had to possibly jump on a phone call with Nicki Minaj. I mean, just talk about <laughs> wasting people's time. I think Dr. Fauci is secretly a barb. And so he was using this, he was using this as an excuse to get to talk to Nikki. He's like, well, I, I feel like I should, I feel like I should have a conversation with her. And then he just got on the phone and he's like, I love you so much. <laughs> Your verse on dark fantasy. I mean, it just lives rent free in my head. It's still to this day. And Nikki's like, okay, so about my cousin's friend. Um, anyway, yeah, that whole story was hilarious. I mean, Nikki has her, Nikki has her things, but she, if she's, She's nothing if not entertaining. We'll just say that. Still, still love Nicki Minaj's um, artistry, uh, but you know, will not be going to her for uh, vaccine advice. I think that's my position. I think that's my position. I think I'm going to stand in the same position as you. <laughs> it's it's a it's a gutty position. I mean, we're brave, we're courageous for taking that position, but that that's what we're doing. <laughs> and um, someone else whose position has been debated no god I, segways are just not my thing today i think saturday mornings aren't our thing we, we tried it we're not gonna do it ever again we're good on the saturday morning podcast thank you and come again <laughs> i think the 2 a.m shots um are still kind of like messing with the chemical balance you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and both mm-hmm. of us and both it's of us fully about to be 2 p.m for me like it is not morning Right. It's still the morning for me. Time zones. Um, okay. But let's talk about this next story. Speaking of time zones. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith wanted to have girlfriends in every single one of them. Oh, oh, that was good. That was fine. It took you like way too long to get it out, but <laughs> I had to think of it. I had to think of it. You were like, speaking of time zones, I'm like, yeah. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. Um, So Will Smith revealed in an interview with GQ that he had a dream of having a star-studded, this is insane, star-studded harem of girlfriends, which included included Halle Berry and Misty Copeland. Love that. I guess this is all a part of his publicity tour for his new book. This sort of folded into a discussion about his relationship with Jada, how they have an open one, which was 
revealed last year in the big story about her quote unquote affair with August Alsina, but later entanglements. entanglements. How how could I have forgotten? The Get just it together, Armin. The entanglement with August Alsina, um, which was later revealed um to not really be as big of a deal, really, because, well, Will Smith and Jada are, you know, in an open relationship, right? Yeah. So yeah. uh anyway. Will Smith talked about his relationship with Jada, about how um, he had a lot of feelings from his upbringing that sort of impacted the way he viewed relationships. He said that he had a strict Christian upbringing and that a lot of what he felt he viewed as sins, very sinful. He wanted to, you know, be with all these women and whatnot, and that it took him time working through a sort of like therapist life coach to sort of um, rewire his brain to, you know, think differently, uh, you know, about relationships and about how he views women and about how it's okay to think someone's beautiful and that's not betraying the trust of Jada. It's this, it's this like really like sort of like far ranging sort of interview about a lot of different things. And then he also just goes a little deeper on, on Jada's thoughts on, on uh, marriage, which we got on the Red Table Talk. Quote, Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Jada had family members that had an unconventional relationship. So she grew up in a way that was very different than how I grew up. Uh, There were significant, endless discussions about what is relational perfection. And for the large part of our relationship, monogamy was what we chose, not thinking of monogamy as the only relational perfection. Um... He goes on to say that the experiences that the freedoms that we've given one another and the unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love, end quote. Um, Rye, what's your reaction uh, to, uh, you know, just just Will Smith getting, you know, going in on relationships? Um, I think I can't remember my stance on their relationship when we talked about the Red Table Talk, because famously, I've never remembered a single thing I've ever said on this podcast. But... I do support the idea of an open relationship, especially when it's like, um, I mean, well, only when it's a mutual thing. <laughs> I'm like, when one person wants it, it's fine. Um, that's I'm like, not as open, I, I would say. It's a little less open. Yeah, that's <laughs> when it's not mutual. absolutely a different thing. Um, <laughs> but I fully, like, I'm like all for it. I think it's like a beautiful thing when people um, are able to, you know, find that balance. I actually have a friend here in Chicago who is engaged and they're in an open relationship and they made it work for themselves. And like, they're so in love and like, whatever. And I'm like, this is amazing. So I'm all for it. Um, that, that was our stance, by the way, we talked about that, that okay. if it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember. Yeah. If it works for, yeah. you know, that couple, then it works. Right. But I remember also, talking about how it seemed like it wasn't quite as open as advertised because Will looked a little hurt. They had to have this whole discussion. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, he did talk a little bit about how he wasn't totally happy with the August Alsina situation. And it was a little unique because he was so young and I think he was like a friend of Jaden's, right? Yeah. I was like Jaden's friend or something, which we love that. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously like I think it, that situation lends itself to hard, you know, tougher conversations and potential friction at 
times because I think it is so reliant on like communication and honesty and like all that jazz two things that I've never heard of. So, um, but I, when it works, it works. I think the one thing that threw me off a little bit about this story is like, look, I know Will Smith's like one of our biggest movie stars. He's hot, cool. Like I, everyone loves Will Smith, but it's the, a little bit of like arrogance of like, yeah, I, I could have Halle Berry like Misty Copeland. Like if I wanted to, like I'd be down for that. And I'm like, all right, well they're also like extremely gorgeous, successful, like powerful women. So like, don't just act like because you're in an open relationship that like everyone also wants to be with you. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But for all I know, he's been with both of those women. So I don't know, but um, yeah. The, I'm, like, the maybe, fact that he named names yeah. I thought was a little out of pocket. I thought. Yeah, the, the naming of the names was like a little too much. He's like, yeah, I kind of just like want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. Like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of men want to be with Halle Berry and Misty Copeland. Um, and also, right, like, that's not news. Be- that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's not news. And also, like, do they know this or are you like announcing it in like GQ or whatever fucking magazine? And like, is this like your your attempt at getting their like attention? Like, it's just kind of strange. But so they didn't. They didn't know this, and and that was going to be. You know, one of my takes was that kind of sucks for them now that they're going to be asked about this probably endlessly. Um, He said that he thought about reaching out to them to tell them about his vision, but but later realized that wasn't the point because of how talking about this vision and, um, you know, working through it, I guess, with his life coach, he said that doing all of that was just a part of his sort of, I guess, process of coming to terms with himself and like how, you know, he, he feels about his relationship and who he is as a person. I don't really get all of it. Um, but he just said that it, he needed to go through that process to get rid of sort of his baggage. He said, quote, I don't know where I saw it or some shit as a teenager, but the idea of traveling with 20 women that I loved and took care of and all of that, it seemed like a really great idea end quote um and then he would just went on to explain that he would discuss that with his life coach um as an exercise of that yeah so have you ever had that dream right 20 women 20 women yeah that was like my dream when i was like 15 trying to convince myself i wasn't gay i was like (laughs) yeah i'd love to be like with 20 women and like in the back of my head i'm like yeah as my best girlfriends which is an what ended up happening. I am kind of living Will Smith's dream is all I'm saying. You just need to add Halle Berry and Misty Copeland to it. They're on the way. <laughs> if I, I, I'm going to mention them in my next magazine interview and they'll just be calling. If they ever move to Chicago. You never know. I have nothing in common with either of those women. Like, What Misty do you know? That's dance. And I'm like, I like do a TikTok dance. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Will Smith's crazy. I love it. Jada Pinkett Smith's crazy. I love it. Willow Smith, I'm obsessed with. Absolutely obsessed. She released a new album like last month or something. Obsessed with her album. She's actually playing in Chicago on tomorrow. And I wanted to go and it's freaking sold out. And I'm super mm-hmm. pissed. So She's actually yeah. a great artist. She's amazing. Like yeah. Her voice is amazing. Her songs are amazing. I'm obsessed with her. Oh, yeah. That's my take on the Smith family. Jaden, haven't thought about him in a while. (laughs) 
but best of luck to him. I'm sure he's great. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, yeah. Right. I think we covered it all. We covered it all, baby. I just screamed. There was a, those are some juicy stories. Those are big updates. But we'll be back next week. Uh, there was one large omission. Uh, we didn't talk about the Britney doc. I probably should have led with this, right? Um, you know, I'm like, yeah, hours like, later. At the very um, end of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we both were kind of hectic this week. So I didn't have... Uh, me sitting here, I didn't really have time to watch TV. But I did watch three episodes of Real Housewives. Catch up on um, the new season of Survivor. Watch the three-hour finale of Big Brother. But I just didn't really have time. So hopefully this week I will be able to watch. Those are the things, though, you have to do first before you get to the other content. Yeah. I can't fall behind on the currently airing television. Mm-hmm. I can watch Netflix whenever, you know. Exactly. But we'll be back next week with uh, some more Britney talk and whatever else Nicki Minaj tweets. Can't wait to see. Yeah. Take care of your testicles and we'll see you later, you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>